I, you, you know what? Okay, do you think Joe Belichick would trust somebody? I think he does or do it himself. do you think those angles he cuts his sweatshirt are, are, is an exact? Okay, yes. An assistant would be paying much more attention to detail than yes. what he comes up with. Yes. Cut the arms off this sweatshirt. Football. That's my Bill Belichick impression. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the American Beer Review Podcast. Good times with good friends requires good beer. Lucky for us, we know how to pick all three. We're a group of friends who grew up in the Pacific Northwest, giving us a jump start on our craft beer journey. Join us today while Brian, Alec, and Chad review some beer, talk about beer topics, and whatever else comes up. We invite you to pour yourself a drink and hang out with us. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> well, until, until you start talking about the history of football, and oh, then and he's then a completely he will, different person. Yeah, talk for days about it. But we're not talking about football because we're in the off season. Well, unless you uh, like the XFL or the USFL. XFL almost went to the game. Have season tickets. Man, so. they just got to clean it up over the last like. Oh, and two. I don't know how excited I am about it's the end of the end of the games. They can't quite close out. Uh, did you hear? Did you watch the game? I watched the first part of the first half. Because, uh, what is it, Jim Hazlitt is the coach? Yeah. Uh, when he fumbled, Danucci fumbled. He goes, not again. Because <laughs> it was a fourth, a fourth and short, and he fumbled it and lost it again. It's so. almost like he's not quite at the quality of being high-level football NFL player. quarterback, yeah. yeah. But A.J. McCarron, two in a row. And A.J. McCarron, out, speaking of, like, well, you have a weird data against ASC or USC. Yeah, but he's got he's got the if it I think it's AJ McCarron that's got like all of a sudden people are like he has an insane uh giant chest tattoo. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's uh, that took us down a weird well, tangent. Yeah, moving on to today's actual topic of yep. St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Whoop, so whoop. St. Patrick's Day is my favorite of all the holidays. I was about to say one of my favorite holidays, uh, mainly because it reminds me that Brian's birthday is the day before. Yes. So yes. I have never missed. I've missed Thor's birthday. I've missed family members' birthdays. Uh, it does I've make it easy to remember. Children, but what are you doing? Seventeen. Oh, oh, oh! Sh- <laughs> three sixteen. Yep. Brian three sixteen. Brian three sixteen. Well, that also makes it. Uh, oh yeah. I- Oh man, you that didn't. Is. You never picked up on that. Probably when we were watching <laughs> wrestling okay. back in the day. But uh, it, it's yeah, yeah. So the first time that we ever all three went out drinking as twenty-one-year-olds. Oh yes, that was birthday. the day after my birthday. We've talked about oh, before. Yeah, we've talked about before that like my first beer was in your in Bellingham, like yeah. kitchen. Yeah, drinking a you know a. This is going to taste like ass beer. And then we drove down to Seattle for St. Patrick's Day. Because it was a Friday. And met up with everybody. And that was the first. And it was, you guys were very kind to me because I think we barely had any beers because I just kept trying to find out what else there was to drink. Uh, Also, you guys didn't know what else there was to drink. So we kept having to find like weird, like, we drank something that was like a a tornado or a, a kamikaze or something like Kamikazes that. Kamikazes would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah. So something like that. That was the in vogue cocktail of the of the uh, that timeline. Yeah. No, it's canceled now. You can't order one of those. No, probably not. Yeah. 
Um, well, so they, it's, thinking back on it, they weren't very good either. It no. Was just, uh, cocktails back then were just, how can we fit as much booze in and make right. it taste when it was like It was like a slightly boozy, fruity, but didn't look like a fruity Yeah. Right, drink. you could you could get away with ordering it and still be like, uh, macho. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, today is our uh, St. Patrick's Day episode. This yeah, this will come out uh, day before your birthday, two days before St. Patrick's Day. Right? Yeah, sounds about right. So we yep. each have a traditional, well, somewhat, somewhat, somewhat traditional Irish beer for our starters. So Brian, what do you got? Let them know what you're drinking. Oh man. Yeah, careful with that one. Well, you're opening up a uh, okay. So I OG. I'm going OG. So I got a Guinness. Um, which we drinking it like you're not even pouring it in a glass. Oh, okay. That's yeah, how fine, you're supposed fine, to fine, do fine, it. Fine, fine, so fine. this is so no. This is this is actually perfect because this leads me right into telling my stories about Guinness and drinking Guinness with you and why I used to hate Guinness and still don't drink it very much. Okay. Because we were on a trip, like, around my birthday, went to, to Portland, okay. and so we ended up getting, a, like, a six-pack of Guinness, because it was around St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day, Day yeah. and we're sitting in the hotel drinking, but we drank it out of the bottles. And I used to think that this was, like, the oh. worst, um, was that, like... Was that Portland, or was that... Yeah, you gotta mute that. Uh, was that... Portland. It was Portland. I thought that was Seattle. I think it was Portland. So okay. it was, um, but I, I was like this, now you could be right. This, but it was not good. I'm like, this beer is not that good because you're just drinking it. When you drink it out of the bottle or out of the can, you don't get the creaminess No. of the Guinness. You nope. don't get that foam like head to it. That to me is the quintessential Guinness like what? aspect. And uh, when we started drinking, uh, and probably when we were first having these, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you look at this beer and what it looks like and what it tastes like is dramatically different based on what we are expecting, right? It's, yes. It's a super dark beer. Mm-hmm. And have they been nitro from the beginning? Yeah. So they're the OG nitro beer mm-hmm. by far, because when you go and you taste it, it's it's a creamy head. It's way smoother, bubblier yeah. than you would expect looking at this beer. And yeah, just I mean, the head has grown since it's been sitting in my. I used to talk a big game like I used to know what I was talking about and used to call it a meal in a can, but it's not. No. It is not anywhere near compared to the stouts that people are making today. Where American like, stout, yeah. Like that uh, French toast one, you, I think. Cam oh. joked about it. Like, that's a whole breakfast yeah. you don't eat, you and don't more eat. in a can. And this is just not that. This is not um, – it's not as filling. You can drink Guinness more consistently throughout a day. Like, you could drink a few Guinnesses and you're going to be fine. I've heard a story recently of someone drinking 24 in a day. I wouldn't go that far. It's like, what, 4 or 5%? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's not, it's not that much. Um, well, uh, <clears throat> what I, the Guinness I poured is even less cause I have the Guinness NA, uh, offering, which looking at Alex pour and my pour, same fantastic looking head mm-hmm. that 
stays strong as you drink it. And like you guys said, Guinness was one, the first time I encountered it was after I'd been drinking beer and pouring the Guinness and you're like, oh my God, look at this big dark thing. What What's it going to taste like? Uh, but then you have it and it's like, oh, this is almost water. Well, it- like th- there's, 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 there is flavor there, but compared to the texture yeah, is yeah. a lot less. Yes. So, yeah. Brian, just Be- let me because know because of the nitro and everything. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. There's not as, it's not as full a body as yeah. some of the American stouts. Yeah. So Brian, just let me know. It's 4.2%. Yeah. And, and that's one, what I'm saying. Like and 125 in calories. Yeah. Is not that massive for a well, 15%. It's a 14.9 yeah. uh, ounce can. Or like, that's why I think it made sounds. And that's why. Is these ones they're not filling all the way. It's a, it's in a, a pint ish can, can. But, but it's not filled all the way. Because you have the little ball in there. You get yeah, the sweet to, to, replicate ball, the, yeah. to replicate the pour. Which is and I think is why like there also is this um nostalgia or something for Guinness, because like how long did it take them to figure out the the nitro widget? So I don't know how much they were bottling, canning, whether it was just before that. Yeah, on tap. Yeah, no, um, I don't know. It's been in the cans ever since we've been drinking. Yeah, I um, haven't had Guinness in a long time. I was forced to retire from drinking Guinness. Uh-oh. Because um, the only way that I used to drink it was... Don't say it. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to say it. Uh, what are you drinking? With, with alcohol dropped into it? Yeah. yeah. And so I, uh, I think when I hit 30... It's a, ish, it's a, 32. It's I think a, my wife was like a boilermaker with Guinness. Yes. Um, but I hit about 32 and she's going, we're not, you're not doing this. And I only ever did it. Like it was on like St. Patrick's day. Yes. Like my birthday or St. Patrick's day were the only times I ever did it. But, but yeah, it was, but you're still dropping a shot glass and another glass and everyone in the house is staring at you. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's St. Patrick's day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I still get a bit with the boilermaker every yeah, once in a while, yeah, yeah. but so, um, I went with a different, um, variation. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. So this is, um, so I believe the proper pronunciation, but I'm not positive is that you would call it a Smittix. That's why I made you take this one because I didn't know how to say yeah. it. Yeah. I, so I'd it's, have no shot. it looks like Smithwick's and son's, um, red ale. So they're called a Ruby red brew with a gentle hop bitterness and a sweet malt finish. Um, this is one that, is uh where we were at like I think it's I think it's still around but there was an Irish like themed bar in Bellingham called Ishka's still there yeah and so we went there one time and we're basically looking for other things to try and branch out from kind of like St. Patrick's type stuff and yeah. I think that's when I was first introduced to Smittix in the proper pronunciation um so like non Guinness. I almost got it the the other one, but it was a little too standard. Is um, Harp is also like one of my mm-hmm. preferred. It's the basically like the the light beer from Guinness, but a Harp Lager. So, so when we were planning this episode, uh, those were the other two other than Guinness that I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smithix and Harp. Harp. Yeah, they're and the only other ones I know of. Really correct, and both of them are owned by Guinness. Mm-hmm. So. Harp was... Which are all owned by Diageo now. Right, but Harp was a Guinness beer from the beginning, I believe. I think so, too. And then uh, 
whatever Smittix Smittix uh, was actually independently founded, created, and then at one point went under and Guinness bought them out and mm. then moved the brewery to James St. James Gate. <clears throat> whatever they brought it in house. Yeah, that's where they brew. so Smittix started independent mm-hmm. and is now a Elysian to Guinness's yeah. Irish beer. Um, because I was. Oh yeah, we don't, I don't want to do a Guinness. We'll just do a harp. Yeah, it's the same it's, company. It's all the same company. Yeah. So I like Smittics. I think it's a good um, variation. Four point five percent. Easy, drinkable. Yeah, possible. exactly. And that's the the upside. Of it, but you're getting um, like honestly, I think between those three, you have a really good kind of variation, though. Absolutely. You got a stout. You've got a lager, and you've got a red ale. Yeah. yeah. So you have these different kind of like flavor profiles that kind of you could. You could easily kind of cruise through those in a day, swapping them out for different things. To, well, uh, and uh, different well, times. You covered what you got, Thor. Yeah, I've got the NA Guinness, and yeah. it. I, <clears throat> I was gonna say I was so glad I, they started making this because Guinness, its flavor profile is so in line with being NA because oh, it's, it, oh right there's not a whole you don't need a hot you're, you're of the hops, not i'm not alcohol i'm not losing anything it tastes like a guinness mm-hmm. uh it is going down incredibly quick uh oh yeah three quarters away through my pint no you are staying on your bed nope nope he's nope. talking to the dog not to alec yes i might be staying on the bed <laughs> no because it's only a 4.2 percent beer so that uh segues really well into a little bit of a topic. This is a shorter uh, review pod, pod before we get into the review. Is I think St. Patrick's Day is the quintessential beer holiday. Yeah. So having a crushable four percent beer, you can have them all day mm-hmm. as long as you're not so because it's four percent. It's easy drinking, but it's not slammable. You're not shotgunning a Guinness. No. Well, right? yeah. Unless you're making one of those drinks, but I won't, don't recommend it. Right, but you're not shotgunning a, a pint of Guinness. No. Uh, but at 4%, you can be there all day at the bar, at the yeah. pub, at the whatever festival. Um, but it's like one of the OG table beers. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, table beers have been around for a long time, but it's that same style of like, it's it's the concepts that like us as Americans, people don't understand that like in – German beer halls, the beers are like 3.8%, right, 4%. Right, right. So you see these big leader steins of stuff and people drinking all day. And then us Americans have our own Oktoberfest in the States. And we do that, but we're drinking IPAs. 7.5% yeah. IPAs yeah. and give, wondering give, why we're like wrecked by midday. Yeah, give, give me a, give yeah, me a you double have two IPA. beers and your day's done. Imperial yeah. Stout. Uh, so that's where I was thinking. Is it? I, I claim it as the quintessential the, beer holiday and yeah what, what what makes the difference so i don't think anybody's gonna argue with you when you say uh st pat because it's an american holiday americanized it's, there it's, is some they do they do some yes. in it's obviously irish in origin but we and they t- celebrate it there yes but we have turned it into a beer holiday yeah it's not cinco de mayo where in no. america we think it's this amazing thing and in mexico they're like Bro, it's just a Thursday. So that was the second one that I had. Yeah. Is Cinco de Mayo was another one where, yeah, it's a holiday in yes. another country. In America, 
it's a reason to drink beer and get drunk. Yeah, and margaritas so, would be, but see, this I, is why I, I St. Patrick's Day is more the beer day. And I think Cinco de Mayo is on a lower tier than St. Patrick's Day as a beer holiday, just because I, it feels like Cinco de Mayo was almost made in a lab by Corona to sell <laughs> Corona. Oh, sometimes. right, right, right. Not the virus, but the beer. Yes, yes. yes. Corona beer, uh, with a lime <sighs> or whatever. Yeah, but but, um, but yes, but St. Patrick's Day always felt like a beer holiday without any outside advertising. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was one of those things. The person who was buying the beer in college, or you saw it, um, everybody going on a beer run. Beer 5K on St. Patrick's Day, drinking green Oof. beers. I mean, green beer was yeah, yeah. That that was the thing because I, I can't even remember seeing it on TV, but I just knew you saw people putting green food coloring in there. Oh, go, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, right. Or I made uh, one of my my first homebrew pilsner. Mm-hmm. It was made for St. Patrick's Day, and I turned a gallon of this homebrew beer green, just for the other, just just for St. Patrick's Day. No other holiday, no other time. Um, like I'd brew some for Christmas or Thanksgiving. Yeah, but you're not making it red or yeah, whatever. You, it, it, you're just making. Orange. Oh, I'm just gonna make. I'll, I'll make a tasty beer. I'm not going out to make a beer specifically for St. Patrick's Day, which yeah, I did. But yet. the so two things for that. Well, number one, shout out to um, Iron Horse, who's bringing back their point five k on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> there you go. Which is basically like a run around the block. Nice. Um, but also, as much as we talk about um, St. Patrick's Day being the beer holiday, there aren't a lot of Irish beers being made in craft. No, the we only had to dig. Yeah, so I I debated going and finding one. The only one that I found is like there's like your Irish dry stout, which is kind of a if it's not on nitro is like a non nitro version of like a like a Guinness. There's a little bit more body to them, um, but it's like that variation. That's that's to me really the only Irish style beer that stands out. I probably should have done more research before making that statement, but. But uh, I mean, I could I couldn't find anything either. Like all the the online shops I use, I thought, oh hey, you know we're we're you know you're two three weeks out from St. Patrick's Day. You'd think they'd start having it on the shelves. They're mm-hmm. bringing it in. Like my grocery store finally added uh, like a third case of Guinness mm-hmm. right to their section. I was like, well, I guess this is it. So it was. It felt like uh, your guys' difficulty finding a craft Irish-style beer, uh, it just felt like maybe it's just not something in the craft brewer's mind to make something around this holiday yet. Mm. Or because the association with Guinness the standard ones. is yeah. so strong, right. people are going out to a bar to have a pint of Guinness. They aren't going to go... Well, and are you going to put in all that work yeah. uh, over the course of the weeks, months, a year to develop a beer for one day that it's going to yeah. sell when you know that 90% of the people going into the bar are just going to order a Guinness? Or a green beer. Or a or green g- beer. Or give me yeah. a green beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I fact-checked myself. Uh-oh. 
There are three beers in the Irish beer category okay. under the BJCP, which is like a beer classifications. You have Irish Red Ale, which Smittix okay. is a perfect example of that. You have the Irish Stout, which um, Guinness, standard Guinness, is that. And then you have the uh, Irish Extra Stout is the other one. And as you just heard there, Alec is opening what beer we're actually going to review. i got to clear my oh glass here my. real quick. Yes. See, I knew I knew this would oh be something my. interesting. So I found a what they called an Irish cream style. This is Ooh. Wexford. So it's made in England, but they're calling it an, uh, an Irish-style cream ale. So it um, is a nitro draft beer, um, 5%. They do have like the, they talk about the draft flow in it, that it's got the widget thing too, some instructions on the back for how you should properly pour it Uh-oh. and do it. I you did didn't. Not, I did not read those. No. Uh, no, I think I tried to read them to you earlier and you told me to stop. So, well, I, you might have read them, but I was paying attention to something else. We did chill it for at least two to three hours, mm-hmm. but do not freeze. What beer is allowed to be frozen? Um, I found out last week that an NA beer. Okay, you can freeze out, yeah, some of it. Um, contains a pressurized widget. Do not tamper, even when empty. So we got an explosive device in here. <laughs> uh, dates back to 1810. Yeah, so kind of interesting. Um, I found this at your standard big box store. Um, just one looking for different things. Because I thought, too, as we approached you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day, I'd be able to find some. And maybe, you know, like we said, there's just not that much coming out at that point. Right. So this, um, oh, I forgot. I, I poured it wrong. I oh, even didn't you didn't yeah. even listen oh, to your man. own advice. Nope. So the first pour was probably the best, which I think went to Chad. No. Um, oh, that I it, think I got a pretty did good Did you get it? Here. Where it, right. it actually kind of like made the creamy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got a nice head on this one. And it, so, and I don't know what you were expecting, Chad, but you were seemed kind of shocked by either the creaminess or well, the so, so when, the color. So when he poured it, Ooh. Um, Ooh. when it poured, nice. it poured like a kind of a tan it looked like it was a hazy it looked like a hazy or a juicy ipa being mm-hmm. poured okay. and then okay. but then it just it cleared right up and you just yeah. saw this kind of reddish brown this an amber ale looking kind of hue well, so nitro bubbles yeah. on this the glass yeah. if you move it around really quick they, you kind of see them yeah. hang on the glass there the so the Cream ale is kind of what um, the smell I'm getting. So the something that's kind of the closest to this that I could say is um, Pelican Brewing has exactly, the Kawanda exactly cream ale. Where I was going to go is yeah. the, the Pelican's uh, cream ale. And a lot of people think cream ale and they think they're going to get like um, like not, a blonde or no, yeah, even, yeah, like. Well, it's not, not like a lactose mm-hmm. like you would get in a smoothie. Yeah. IPA or whatever. That's. Yeah. A cream ale is a pretty stand. It like uh, if you look at homebrew 101 kits. Yeah, it's pretty there's common. There's always a cream ale mm-hmm. in there. So it's not um, you're not getting weird adjuncts in there. It's mainly just all green. Yeah. And this one just seems to be based on um, an Irish recipe. So that's where they're kind of pulling that connection for it. Well, and 
<clears throat> so this is our St. Patrick's Day, an Irish holiday. Well, Americanized Irish holiday. Yes, yeah, so we brought and in a... Uh, Wexford is from... Well, the county Wexford is where its recipe is from, is in Ireland, but the brewery here is from Suffolk, England. Okay, so we have an Irish Irish beer to review for... Yeah, it's just colonialism. Or an English beer to review for... Well, and again, though, but this and this is what I talked about, like, you know, trying to look through and find this, <clears throat> like... For the non-standard versions, right? This is About this it. is kind of what there was, right? Um, you know, I tried to just kind of peek through everything in the craft beer aisle of looking for in the stout section. That's what I anticipated. My guess was I was going to find like an Irish stout, right? Something weird, yeah. Yeah, and if they were in there, they weren't categorized as that. And I did talk about I had already purchased these from the big box store. Just as options. Right. And then I was searching some of the local, like, bottle shops, tap rooms, um, and I did find one that had a, um Irish dry stout on tap. And so I thought about going and getting a crowler of it. Right. And doing that instead. Um, that brewery does it more often, and actually those are probably more likely. So maybe next year, you know, if we're right. still doing right. this, we'll yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, try something like that. But, yeah, I mean, it's a... It's a different. Either way, we were going to have a different country doing an Irish beer, right? Because we'd have done an American right. Irish beer yeah. instead. We just did yeah. an English Irish. Well, beer. Well, we didn't take the easy way out and just do Quilter's uh, Irish Death, which we've all had which, a whole bunch of. And yes, and I multiple was flavors of that would that would have been the last resort if we couldn't have find anything. Period. It, yeah, I hopefully. did. We reviewed it on here already, right? The, or it was just a starter not, beer, not the OG. We did the the uh, apple, apple pie. Apple pie version. Are you sure? Yeah. We might have started. I think we, we did a starter, a starter one time of it. Well. Um, but anyways, I was just listening to a podcast with yep. someone who used to work at um, Iron Horse for a long time. Yeah. And basically, they even commented on as they are getting close to uh, St. Patrick's Day, Day that they, they ramp up. Yeah. I mean, this it still is their number one oh, selling beer, but it definitely kind of ramps up yeah. um, around this time. That would that, be so. hard to turn, but if you could do a green Irish death. I'm pretty sure that would that, just slay. That the, yeah, amazing. That would be I, amazing. I went to a. But do you don't tell anybody? It's just all of a sudden somebody pours one out. Why is my Irish well, death green? And because you, because like I've talked about this beer that my brother-in-law had that was blue. I mean, you can. There are people who make these weird types. Like, why not try something like that? But on a beer that's that dark. Yeah. Right. I, also, yeah, yeah, and that would be hard to. Yeah. I feel like Iron Horse would like. I feel like they used to say they were never going to make a hazy either, but you know, I'm sure they do. They're ones there. that like fight f- flowing into those types of things and try and do the the counter at, to it. But. At a certain point, the market and the consumer will tell you if you yeah. have to make a hazy. So, what do you think about the cream ale? Uh, I I enjoy- I f- oh, go sorry, ahead, Thor. I I I was almost so I brought it up. You crushed the. I know I glass, crushed it so. Um, because I had the NA Guinness. Um, he needed some alcohol. Yeah. I, I almost thought it was cidery coming up. Mm. And then, mm. then you drink it and you get that, um, all the ale, cream ale. But I, I got, almost got kind of an apple um beginning on it. But overall, I love it. Uh, where do you put it in your fridge? Uh, I would fridge this on St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of where I was thinking hy- too. Hyper, hyper seasonal. Uh yeah, 
uber seasonal for me too. Um, it'd kind of be a niche niche thing, like out on St. Patrick's Day, going, oh yeah, I'll take the Wexford, uh, just to throw a little curveball. I would do this over a Guinness or a Harp. Yes. Oh really? Uh, uh, yes, I would do this over a Guinness or a Harp. Um, it's staying in that kind of low ABV thing, so you can kind of session it all day. It's got a little bit more flip. The reason is. Because it's got a little bit more body, not a little bit, a lot more body than a Guinness. Mm. Uh, so you can, I don't want to say nurse it, but it's you're not going to slam this and staying out all day on a St. Patrick's Day or whatever. In my fridges, though, no, it's uber seasonal. I'm going to get this for St. Patrick's Day and then. This isn't going anywhere near my fridge. Yeah. Any of them. I would be talked into buying it while I'm out on St. Right, yes, Patrick's yes, Day. Yes. That's kind of that's about it. Um, but it just and that's even the problem. Kawanda Cream Ale from Pelican is like one of their top sellers. It's just not a flavor that that um, I prefer or a style. I guess I should say I prefer. Um, so it's not going to be there for me. It's definitely like. It's a fun beer. Like, yeah. you know, like you see the reaction of cracking the can and doing that. Um, there's some enjoyment in that. But, um, like, we grabbed a couple of them, or I grabbed a couple of them. We didn't get to all of them today because we're just, that's how we do on the pod. Uh, I'll probably like drink it on St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Yeah. I'll drink it on St. Patty's Day. So, all right. Um, <clears throat> I was just going to say um, this would be. If for some reason I was on a proper St. Patrick's Day pub crawl, mm. yeah, I would be drinking Harp and Guinness as the main one. Mm-hmm. But this is the one I need like a noon break, <laughs> sit down, have a pint of this, and okay. work on it for an hour with lunch. Sit with the Smittics, man. Yeah. Which I should probably pass you over because I got a little left in here if you haven't I, had one. Yeah, I better try a little bit of that. All, All right. right, we'll pass it around. All right, well, our glasses are empty. Hopefully yours are too. And we'll see you next time. Well, you took your shirt off. Well, because I thought it was warm. Oh, well, you didn't take your shirt off. You took your jacket off. <laughs> If you take your shirt off, I'm then we're kind, I'm kind of gonna go home. Yeah, that's uh, what. Um, oh, I mean, it's better oh, than. Hey, okay. Well, speaking of shirt off, so I'll be in. Sp- <laughs> I'll be at spring training in three weeks, and it's uh, only seventy five degrees in Arizona. I have right so now. many questions. Oh, are you going you. your muscle shirt summer? Man, you I for the I've spent the last three weeks online. Nobody sells. The midriff cutoff sweatshirt, Bro, so you have to make your own. I know because I it was gonna you be. No, if you enjoyed what you just heard, make sure you're subscribed to get new episodes when they drop, and don't forget to leave us a review. You can follow us on social medias at a beer review. We'd love to hear from you with any beer suggestions for us to review in a future episode.